in my mother tongue bangla golpo is a curious word it means story a noun and it also means conversation the verb i have grown up to the wonderful sound of golpo stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that i am today in this brand new season of golpo stories from around the world me your storyteller rituparna will continue to bring you stories that have picked me yes stories pick me they really ask me to tell them they poke punch provoke and push me to tell them but before they do all of that they speak to me lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do and in this podcast i bring to you some of those special stories these are just some of my stories hand picked and tucked in my story bag so i can tell them to you when the time is right are these stories for children or adults well they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories and i really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you play this on your way to work to put your child to sleep to create a moment together as a family to share an idea with your team find a dose of inspiration creativity or a fresh perspective perhaps let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself like i said you will hear a story today and i hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me noticed that whenever a creature starts in this world with a habit it stays with them all his life not only that he passes it along to his children and his grandchildren from long necks to spots and stripes curious behaviors to habits in hunting and sleeping animals have developed features and habits that have helped them survive through centuries whether the creatures have two legs or four legs or more legs it works just the same the animal world is also curious as they have learned to open their eyes so that they can survive the dangers of the dark let's take the case of the owl at the very first he was like the other birds he had the same kind of eyes as the other birds and he flew around and sang in the daytime and when it came dark he went to roost and stuck his head under his wings and slept till daybreak just like the others but it wasn't too long before he got into the habit of sitting up nights and calling out hoo hoo and he has never stopped doing that till this very day here's what happened during the week that the creatures were all created and were just learning how to keep house The good lord noticed that there was something going wrong in the night and he felt mighty nervous about the whole thing. One morning he found the pig's tail curled up, the deer's tail and the goat's tail were cut clean off, the possum and the rat had had the hair all pulled off their tails, the duck had lost his four legs 
and the snake had lost all of his, and nobody knew what was going to happen next. God had a suspicion that it was some of old Nick or the devil's doings, but he never said anything to anybody. He just asked the owl if he could stay up that night and keep a lookout and see what the matter was and how it all happened. And the owl said he'd be mighty proud to stay up, only he's afraid he couldn't see very well in the dark. Then the good Lord told him that all he had to do to see in the dark is to open his eyes wider. So they fixed it up that way. And when it turned dark, the owl never went to bed. He just opened his eyes a little wider and got out in the open where he could see and look over the countryside. And every time it got a little darker, the owl would open his eyes a little wider and he didn't ever have any trouble seeing all the carryings on. And sure enough, along about midnight, he saw old Nick tying knots in the horse's manes and the owl called out, Whoo! With that, old Nick was so scared that he ran away and left the horses and struck out across the country in the dark. But the owl opened his eyes wider than ever and he followed after him and every once in a while he'd called out, Well, he sure scared old Nick away. But when it became day, Mr. Owl had his eyes so wide open that he couldn't shut them and the bright sun gave him a terrible headache. Then the good Lord told the Owl that as he'd been up all night, he could find himself a shady place and sleep all day to make up for the loss of sleep the night before. But when night came around again, the Owl was rested and he didn't have his headache anymore and he felt so wide awake and he stayed up that night too. After that, he got the habit and he's had it ever since. story in an anthology of African-American folktales edited by Roger D. Abrahams. Like with every other story in this podcast, I went searching for another version of the owl and why he stays up all night. All I found is this enchanting little story and I instantly loved it for its playfulness, thrill and adventure. Imagine catching the devil in the dead of night as he plays pranks or staying up just to keep a watchful eye so things stay the way they are. A little internet search instantly opened up a can of secrets to late-nighters, the night owls who are most productive during night, or the ones who cannot sleep or wink even when they want to. I could instantly see this story branch out into some vital conversations that we need in our lives today. For starters, this is a story about sleep. A need so primal that animals and humans have been trying to get as much or little of it. Sometimes to survive or keep the fire burning. The need to find more productive hours or the inability to sleep despite every earnest attempt. Our relationship with sleep is important and we must speak about it. 
from children to adults to professionals to all those late-nighters who want to burn the midnight oil only to achieve a deadline, our habits are impacting our physical and mental health. This is a story that will let us talk all about it and much more. In the classroom, this is a valuable story to explore the notion of nocturnal animals. Remember to read the show notes below for some interesting links. At home, speak about individual sleeping patterns, needs and lifestyle choices that help you stay awake or sleep better. In your workspace, tell the story for the sake of teams or individuals who work through the night. Way back when I worked in television, night shifts were a norm. They still are, I think so. As part of the features team, we stayed up Friday nights to put our shows together for the weekend. In my mid-twenties, as I started my career, I remember accepting late night at work as a bittersweet pill. Something that was so normal in, in the industry that I didn't challenge or even try to change it. I mean, I always wanted to try and finish our shows earlier. Why couldn't we? Why did we have to stay up all night to do it? Could we not have planned it better? Why the last minute? I still don't know. When I left television and started off as a freelancer or the first few years as a storyteller, I picked up a bit of consulting work. And way back then, I was a young mother who was trying to keep her morning hours with her child, trying to keep him busy, trying to be with him, tottering around with him. As a result, I landed up working late nights, sometimes all through the night, just to catch a wink, a couple of hours, so that I could start again. And it was during that time that I fell terribly ill. I blacked out in the middle of the night while I took my son to the washroom, and I woke up with a broken eye socket. My face had turned black and blue, and I didn't know how to respond. The fall got us really worried, because as a child I was epileptic, and we all got worried that perhaps it's a relapse in my adult life. Lots of tests, studies, investigations later, it just landed up as a case of lack of sleep. I wasn't sleeping well, I was ignoring the sleep, I was tired, I was exhausted, I wasn't listening to my body and so my body took matters in its own hand and reminded me how important it is for me to sleep. In 2019, we visited Iceland. In Iceland, I witnessed the power of the sun. The sun that doesn't really set in Iceland, it stays up. The sky is always lit. And because the sun is always really available to you and the sunlight is available to you, your body responds very differently in Iceland. You tend to stay awake. You tend to be more energized. Your body seems to be powered from the sun. And you're not tired enough. You're productive. I remember watching these little flock of sheep climbing up the hillocks and grazing under the sun which was at 10 o'clock at night and I wondered when do the sheep ever come back? Do they ever come back home? Do they ever know that it is night and they need to rest? We found ourselves traveling through the day to, to far distant places 
without feeling tired without feeling any lethargy without even wanting to sleep and so like the icelandic people we learned to draw the heavy curtains and put ourselves to bed and to rest reminding ourselves of the body clock that we had in ourselves because that is the one which reminded us that we have to sleep even when the sun is shining as you listen to this podcast as you listen to this story i want you to take a moment and think of what is your body telling you is it asking you to stay awake to be watchful to catch another video to watch another episode of the show that you've been binging on to scroll mindlessly or to perhaps put it all down and go to sleep think about it today as you listen to this story of course there are industries and sectors that work through the clock to maximize output in some part of the world or just to keep us safe if you are part of this remember to retell the story with a touch of reverence for the owl who inspired you to stay up and keep a watch so that others would sleep well We are slowly gearing towards a season finale a grand close at the end of 52 weeks so we can take a short break and begin again every story in this podcast has been curated with a lot of thought these hand picked stories have been rewritten to help you have a better conversation in the classroom living room and boardroom we want to continue serving our listeners and we want to know how to make this podcast more meaningful for you now what should we do next we would love to hear from you look up the golpo listeners form in the show notes and speak to us thank you for listening golpo stories from around the world is a podcast of stories that spark conversations You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told, so go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom, or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me what did everyone say. If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me, and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag #StorytellingWithRituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling. <laughs>